Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks. Eric, Deej, and B. How's it going, guys? I feel hopeful after, uh, you know, the very lucky Friday the 13th we had on the market. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, very hopeful after after that day. It was a lot of uh, bludgeoning to that point. I still think it was a relief bounce. I don't think I'm, I'm too excited just yet. What do you it, think? You walk into that day and you're thinking it's going to be a bloodbath, right? It's Friday the 13th. Yeah. There's no way people aren't going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, the market the market's pretty much been Camp Crystal Lake for all, all year so far, right? So I'm just expecting today's today's the day Jason's going to get me. But it's typically typically a lot of like options expire on Fridays as well. Could they definitely could have been a very bad day? Yeah, yeah, it definitely could have been. But it was very far green. It kind of reminded me of something that came out recently where it was the tree of life green coming out of crevices <laughs> coming out of the the crevices yeah you guys know what i'm referring to right with the madonna releasing her nft oh my gosh i thought it was beautiful what did you what did you think teach i absolutely <laughs> it was something it was <laughs> the artwork was I, phenomenal. I had a feeling i had a feeling it wasn't uh tvpg when like you know, I, I think I saw it on like a Yahoo page or something, and it like was like, oh, Madonna releases her NFT, and, but they won't show anywhere on there that like what it is, and it's like it just has a link I have to click to go to a third party to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a wrap. I was like, it's I was X, like, X, oh X. god, what am I? Yeah, what am I about to watch? XXX.io. I'm yeah. honestly surprised that Twitter and Instagram is actually like showing it fully. Well, uh, what's crazy is she's been mentioning that uh, she was gonna do it. Um, which yeah, I'll give her credit for her, her age, trying to trying to stay on top of the trend is, I'll give her credit. But I thought maybe it was just going to be like a little because there is she is singing a song in it. Yeah. So and right now like this whole the whole music NFT yeah, idea. Yeah. So I'm thinking like okay she might do like a little private drop to her fans, you know. It it was very it was, unique. It was private. B, tell me, what symbolism did you pull from it when you when you watched it? How did it make you feel? What did you think? <laughs> you know, it just made me feel like she started off as, you know, like, um, damn, what are those? Uh, a caterpillar, right? So it made you think of a caterpillar. And it started off, yeah, it was, it was almost like evolution, you know what I mean? Like, she, she accomplished, like, the tree of life. Like, she started off as a caterpillar, she turned into a butterfly, and then I'm not entirely sure, like, how the tree starts, but... <laughs> It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. What do you think, Teej? If I pass that question to you, how, how did it make you feel? Did it make you feel like butterflies? I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just confused. I was watching it, and I was like, wow, I better... Uh, I don't know if I'm even... I'm like looking around, and I'm like, my, will my wife allow me to watch something <laughs> like this? <laughs> she comes, she like, comes flying out of the room. Like, like, I love like, this song. Like, what are you watching? <laughs> I'm like... Just I'm quickly just flip to, into Smash Bros real quick so she doesn't think that he's well, up yeah, to no good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm, hey, babe, I'm just doing research for, <laughs> for, for the podcast. I, I saw NFT. I'm trying to look it up. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh boy, we have a lot to uncover this show. We've had a wild ride with the cryptocurrency, so we do have to discuss the markets. We also have potential uptick in acquisitions over the next half of the year, and lastly, we have the hunts of the week. So stay tuned and jump into the woods with us. Let's go. Hey guys, we're going to talk about a lot of great stocks on today's show. Keep in mind that none of these are buy-sell recommendations. These are for entertainment and educational purposes only. 
This week's impacts on your daily buck. CPI inflation numbers came in lower at 8.3%, but they're still high. Elon Musk puts the Twitter acquisition temporarily on hold, pending details on spam and fake accounts. Crypto market crash was a trending topic with the collapse of Terra and Luna, leading to a sell-off in Bitcoin. Has it shaken the confidence of crypto traders? Airfare numbers came in plus 18.6%, which is the highest month-over-month ever, while food at home prices came in at 10.8% up, highest since November 1980. With the Friday the 13th market bounce, have we carved a bottom? This and more on how it affects your daily buck. Hey guys, Friday the 13th was actually a really big day for us. It probably saved a lot of our, our weeks. You know, we're still down overall from the start of the week. The four days up until Friday was an absolute bloodbath. So ironically enough, the 13th was a great day for us, even though it probably only ends up being like a percent. Yeah, who would have thought on Friday the 13th that we'd actually have a lucky day on the market? But I think it's not to take away from the fact, like you were alluding to, we still closed down in the week. So we actually still were worse than where we started last week. It's weird though, because you know, you get those, it's like feeding you crumbs, right? It keeps you invested. You're like, okay, I still have a little hope, right? At the end of the week, you got some FOMO coming in. You got people jumping in. So for me, I needed it. <laughs> I needed it just to, just to stay motivated to even open up that application. Say, like, how different is your weekend going to be now that you had a green Friday? And yet you're still lower than you were probably on Monday. <laughs> That's where the psychology kicks in. It's just, right? an, illu- it's just an illusion. It's you're just down illusion. 20% for that 1% day. You're like, yes. Yes. Yeah, hey man, I'll take it because I look forward to the weekend, right? So at least now I can have a good weekend. And I always hate Mondays. And then we're going to be in another bloodbath probably on Monday. Yeah, because look, as much as the, the markets boomed on Friday, dude, hear this out. I mean, the broader market on the S&P 5 day was still minus 1.4%. Yeah. The tech yeah. stocks and the NASDAQ, they were still minus almost 1%, 0.99 on the five-day trend. So, I mean... <laughs> we were still we're still worse off but we feel a lot, be- a lot better about it <laughs> well it's like we were saying too about the inflation you know we were speculating coming into the week like yeah watch the market bounce even though you know because the inflation went down 0.3 percent yeah um, so very very fractionally we're the market's looking for like the smallest things to to bounce on right now i mean i view it as like let's say you know, someone was controlling the amount of food you could eat and they're like, you get no food for the next four days. Well, then on the fifth day, they're like, you get a full plate of food. You're going to feel pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been starved. But you've been starved. You've, been yeah, suckered, you, yeah. you've lost more weight. You still weigh less <laughs> come Friday, right? But you're happy. <laughs> you're so satisfied on that Friday. You forget about the other four days. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even with the inflation numbers that accompanied those, we had airfare that was up 18.6% month over month, which is the highest ever in terms of a month over month increase, 18.6%. And I just thought that was interesting because there's a lot of pent up travel demand going right. on yeah. for the, like the rest of the outlook of this year. Like cause p- people are trying to make up for lost time. I mean, a lot of people just feel like two years like disappeared out of their life with the 2020 and 2021 shutdowns. People want to travel, but now it's almost like a push and pull effect. Do you think like people are gonna really want to travel this much, like if airfare is going to go up 18%, it's kind of a push and pull thing, right? I view it like I view it like the housing market right now. I mean, at a certain point, it, it becomes a need. Like you want to leave where you are. And 
people need houses. They're still paying astronomical prices to get a house. I want to leave the state. I want to go travel. I want to enjoy myself. I'm going to pay an astronomical amount. And it might actually link over to uh, the food. What? It's the food right now to buy it at home. It's it's increased, what, 10, 10.8%? Yeah. And I, I, I notice it because I'm a penny pincher which is why I like my dividend stocks. Right. <laughs> I like yeah. getting paid those the little dividends on the side. I notice it because I don't eat out. I don't really eat out at all. I probably eat out like once a month and we're just avid grocery shop shoppers. But I notice it. How is our, our bill just keeps going up and up? Like, especially when I'm buying ground beef and I'm like, how is this? Exactly. Like, so so se- now you're going to be inclined yeah. to fly somewhere because it's cheaper to eat out. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're like, at least I'm saving money on food going to, Going out to a steakhouse because yeah, it's going to be necess- expensive for a... Not necessarily. Yeah, those you materials... Fly, you could just fly to uh, Peru and get a, you know, a very cheap meal there. Very cheap. Yeah, like a rat sandwich or something. Yes, guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they do. Speaking from experience. B is actually well-versed on that, so yes, I've been there. Well, well-versed on what? Rat sandwiches? No, just literally like <laughs> I'm, 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 boiled guinea pig. They don't even... They don't are even they get fried the or are they boiled? Well, like, what do you do? They're, no, no, they're not fried. They're boiled. <laughs> they, like they still have their teeth and eyes. I, I oh, kid you not. It sounds it, tasty. They leave the head on, and it is it's not tasty. It's very us bucks aren't going to advocate for other animals being, being eaten. Chewy. Okay, so we're gonna. This is like uh, what that movie Demolition Man with uh, where they where he's in the sewers and he's eating <laughs> he's eating a burger and he's like, man, this is the best burger I've had in years. It's like a future futuristic movie, and they're like, you don't see any cows around here, right? He's like, it's a rat burger. He's like, well, it's still the best burger I've had in years. <laughs> Take what you can get. Yeah. Elon Musk, guys. Twitter, temporarily on hold. He did tweet. You know, there's a lot of media going like, oh, Twitter. Elon puts Twitter on hold, acquisition on hold over the, uh, it's the spam accounts. There's there's spam. We all, if you're on Twitter, you've seen it. There's yeah. definitely some fake bot accounts. And he wants to validate, is, is that number of accounts exceeding 5% of the user base or not? But he did follow up a tweet saying he still plans on going through with the acquisition. But the media made it sound like he put the whole deal on hold. Of course. You know, of course. To be honest, to your point, Tej, if you are a Twitter user, which we are, please go ahead and follow us, three underscore bucks. But anyways, the, the, the bots and spam have gotten absolutely out of control. Like a crypto state of mind, if you even tweet about MetaMask, 20 or 30, like, support, support. You need help with your MetaMask? So, <laughs> yep. so, line into this, sign into this link. We'll help you support, support. I, I kid you not, like, 20 to 30 of them. And, just and search the hashtag. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reply I'm gonna reply to one of your tweets, and I'm going to ask you that. Just so What's you disappointing? <laughs> because you check your phone. You check your phone after 20 minutes. You're like, you're like yeah, 30 notifications? Yeah. People you like us. Yeah, you're like, I'm, we're growing. All right, all right. User base is growing. You need to go in, and it's 30 bots that are just trying to support you, <laughs> i.e. steal your crap. You know, so <laughs> so actually that that number, I'm under the impression they're saying that it's less than 5%. I think yeah, the 5% co- number is what I think maybe what the estimation is. But I, I was just talking to Eric on the phone before this recording. And I was like, dude, it, it's got to be more than 5%. Like, yeah, I'm not it saying, feels like if, if they don't, if they are not able to uncover more than 5%, it still feels like there's way more than 5%. Yeah, it just feels like it's probably plus 10%. They've gotten out of control. I mean, I've been on Twitter for a little over a year now, and it, it, I swear it really didn't seem to start that way. Now they're just absolutely out of control. I'm going to tell you what we need to get under control, the crypto market. Dude. Holy smokes. Scary. Scary stuff, and I'm a huge crypto advocate. But so this is, this is tokenomics, D-Y-O-R 101. Yeah. This is, so we're talking about Luna and Terra. And the UST yep, stable. Yep. Yeah. The collapse. This I mean, if, even if you don't know, you know 
what crypto is, you probably heard about it. It's been everywhere because it indirectly or directly, however you want to put it, uh, affected Bitcoin too. It kind of and and it honestly sucked a lot of confidence, consumer Con- confidence, confidence, in trust, the crypto liquidity. market. Yeah. So, B, I don't know. Do you want to break down what happened here with the Luna Terra crash for people that don't know? Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, dive in on that. So, in its simplest form, Terra is a blockchain, much like Ethereum is a blockchain. Ethereum has a native token, which is in this case Ethereum, and Terra has a native token, Luna. Okay. In addition to Luna, there's also the UST, which is a stable coin, comparable to USDT and USDC, basically your digital dollar. Right. In this case, what happened is somebody took a loan out from an exchange for for a great quantity of Bitcoin and reached out to the developer of USTC and Luna and said, hey, I want to swap 25,000 Bitcoins into UST, which is an algorithmic stablecoin. It's different from USDT or USDC. And the developer says, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll do that for you. And he did so giving the hacker a large part of liquidity in the, in the blockchain and the hacker dumped everything, which caused, you know, a cascade event, which everybody panicked and UST was depegged. Yeah, they're calling it the attack, the great attack on, on Luna. I think the biggest thing about this is it was supposed to be a stable coin. Like that's so stable. Well, right. I mean, that's <laughs> no, unfortunately. the opposite. Yeah, it's um, and the, but that was the promise, right? And so you have you have folks that are highly convicted. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've all seen maybe some commentary on the socials. There were some folks that had their life savings in there, you know. So this yes. was definitely a uh, a very serious event. There's, you know, we're not making uh, we're not poking any fun at like what happened here. This is very serious. But the the biggest thing I think that came out of it was this. This event with Luna and Terra crashing has really put cracks in the larger crypto foundation, no matter what coin folks are highly convicted for, because it obviously indirectly impacted Bitcoin. But you saw crypto crash. It was trending on Twitter this week, right? To to TJ's point, it indirectly affected Bitcoin. There's a sell-off in Bitcoin, which indirectly affects all these protocols that rely on Bitcoin and even Luna, in this case, for their reserves. So it was kind of a crippling event, probably lost a lot of consumer trust in the overall space. Well, well, B, where's your trust at? Yeah, my, uh, I still have full faith in the, in the space and the industry in itself. The, the two coins that stick out for me, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, which weigh heavily on the, the market itself, you know, relative to market cap, aren't going anywhere. The crypto market has been on a, on a pretty hot run since March of 2020 and, and went pretty hot until about May june of last year and we kind of just been slowly like cooling off and chopping since then so really i think this needed to happen anyways and was trending towards this being the case and crypto is very like narrative based too i think it's kind of like a large reset to an extent and we've also had bitcoin drop in in the past i mean this was just a little bit more excessive quickly so i do think that that is normal for you know the market's going to go up and it's going to go down so hopefully we can have a nice bounce back in turn. Eric, how do you feel? It makes me feel warm inside. I, I do think that Bitcoin is safe. Yeah. Ethereum is safe. So it's not going to really stop me. But this was really an event that was an example of how you could learn about your investing style, right? And 
diversification can be really important in, in times like this. It's it, a learning and coaching opportunity, honestly, for every investor, every trader. I still think my sentiment has not really changed. You have to be cautious. There's a lot of coins out there right now. It almost seems like maybe there's a little bit of oversaturation with the, the number of different coins that keep sparking. Yeah, up. I mean, there's there's some froth in the market. Right. What am I doing, though? I mean, I actually allocate a percentage of my direct deposit to both Bitcoin and Ethereum. And I'm going to continue to do that. That is unchanged. These are opportunistic times. And yeah, I, I mean, let's be let's yeah. be, like, are they going anywhere? Like, you raise your hand here if you think, you know, that Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to be non-existent within the next one or two years. Nobody's raising their hand, by the way. Yeah, nobody's raising their hand. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and I agree with dollar cost in. Buy $20, $10, $5, $1. The beauty of these securities, digital assets, is they're fractional. If you can't afford a whole one, you buy a quarter of one, a tenth of one. It doesn't matter. Just get whatever you can especially at these prices, accumulate. We don't know what the future is going to be. So we don't know if we've hit the low. It could keep going lower. And when you're adding in small amounts at a time, that's that's the perfect way to get in. If you're a big believer in Bitcoin, I think we're pretty close to a bottom because who's selling at these levels? Because in the last year, if you purchase Bitcoin, everybody's down. Yeah, I'm, I'm a holder. So I, that's, that's a really good question. I'd be interested to see some data on that. Who's People that are selling right now are selling at a loss. So if you if you like to realize losses on an annual basis, then then by all means, I'm not selling. Shh. Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? I feel my hand clicking like, follow, subscribe to the free bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The three bucks are on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. If you look at the broader market as a whole, there's some different theories out there on us possibly carving a bottom now. You have a lot of major institutions that are saying we still have some farther to fall. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you, you need both. But you have some guys doing some tech analysis saying, well, we might be carving a bottom. Some of these trend lines might start to curl. Uh, I think these are opportunistic times, which... I want to segue into our merger and acquisitions and the boots on the ground feel is that there's a lot of it happening. Of course, we know about the big one, the Elon Musk acquiring Twitter. Or is he? Right. <laughs> However, we have uh, some other big announcements this week. AG Vora, a hedge fund company, offered to buy out Rider Logistics, which is a major supply chain company. They're up there with like uh, the XPOs of the world, the Penske's of the world. In this year, we've also seen a UAE Telecom buying, putting in a 9.8% stake in Vodafone for 4.4 billion, which is a catalyst for a potential buyout. How about how about JC Penny buying Kohl's? Doesn't it seem like it should be the other way around. Um, I, that's what that, I thought too. Yeah, because because it feel was like a rumor. They, they put they put in an acquisition. I thought that was a meme. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. How is that possible? They were trying to buy Kohl's. Yeah, I thought Kohl's had a bigger market. Kohl's cash, baby, every Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I stay stacking my Kohl's cash. My wife's always hopped on that. <laughs> Dude, Kohl's, literally Kohl's has been flirting around with being bought out. 
literally the last two years. Amazon has just flirted, out, flirted with the idea. They have like, you can return your Amazon packages at Kohl's. Yep. I don't think that really worked out to their benefit though. <laughs> they thought it, the, that was going to be bringing people in the shop and people just leave right after. Yeah, they need, they need brick and mortar stores to accept all their overwhelming packages. Yeah, this yeah. is one of many, though. I'm just saying, I mean, there's a lot of them. Microsoft and Activision, I'm sure you've heard about that. You know, Pfizer made an offer to buy, I think, another bi- uh, Biofarm recently. And Biofarms, of course, you know, Eric preys on these. Yeah, they they are acquiring Biohaven, which is a big deal. You know, I mean, obviously, we, we know that Pfizer has been making a bunch of money from their vaccine. They've had a, a huge growth over the last year. So we knew that they were going to be looking for new revenue streams. Same could be said for Moderna. They might be looking in to try and pull in new revenue streams when the well's running dry. And that's really where and where I want to like tie the bow on this is the reason why you're seeing a lot of this, I think, is because the market is kind of at a bottom point. It makes for opportunistic times to swoop in and make acquisitions. My boots on the ground kind of feel is that we may see quite a bit of consolidating through acquisitions more this year than we typically see in a given year because of how you know how cheap they can get the company for based on like right you know the premium somebody's going to offer today is probably would have been a normal share price a year or two ago but now it seems like it's a 20 percent premium based on the current market conditions you also have to consider that right now in 2022 we're actually we've been pretty slow with acquisitions we're starting to see it pick up part of the reason we're slow is because of everything going on right you have the geopolitical stuff going on. You had COVID still has been lingering a little bit. So a lot of this stuff has slowed down the process of these acquisitions. So we're kind of potentially getting out of the woods. And like you said, people are able to get other companies at technically a dif- discount. Yeah, compared discount to last for year. sure. Yes, a discount because a lot of these companies' valuations have been cut in half over the B, course of been, the last year. You've been part of a, a stock that's been uh, acquired recently, right? Yeah. Um, I think we I, mutually have, actually. We, well, yeah, we, we turned, were all I part of all that. the bucks yeah. onto it, It was man. a trio, yeah. We, we it, we you did leave. pull me into that one. Listen, I don't leave the bucks behind. You guys know that. At the time when I purchased it, the Score uh, Sports app, I didn't even really think about the possibility of them being bought out because they had such a big, big following in North America. In addition to Canada, my thought process was, They'll, they'll get the growth organically. This thing's going to take off. Yeah. So I was in. And I, and I was a user of the app. And I'm a huge sports fan. It just made a lot of sense, especially with sports betting becoming more popular. They were bought out by, by Penn National Gaming. Yeah, um, it was a good day. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it was sick. That was my first experience. I know uh, Eric had one as well. Yeah, I've had one that went through. So and I, from my experience, so I was part of STML. Uh, it was Stemline Therapeutics, and they were purchased. And that was wonderful. It was just one day. I actually got into them like three or four days before they were acquired. So it was just luck on my part. I remember but, he was just starting off too, I felt like. I, I was like, I was jealous. I'm like, this guy just quadrupled this, like one of his first investments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was nice. And then it's I a way of, to make feel someone real cocky right, right? at the jump. <laughs> oh, he was, he was the biofarm farm guy that, 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 that day forward, you know, so. On top of that, though, I have been a part of one. One other was AUPH. I'll talk about them a little bit later, but they didn't actually get acquired. It was a rumor. And so one thing I'd like to say is what I learned was you should take some of your profits out, especially on rumors, because, you know, if it falls through, it really does. Yes, it it does tank. And and sometimes those rumors actually punch it up to close to the price it would be acquired at. By rumor, sell news. Take some of your profits out. You could keep a bag in there. Yeah, take out your principal. At least that's that's my feeling on it. So here's the thing. 
with acquisitions possibly picking up and if the market that starts to curl up a little bit to where carving on a bottom could these acquisitions pop the market obviously it would pop these individual stocks and sometimes when it pops these individual stocks some of the competitor stocks within that industry get a bump in the market. I'm sure you've seen that before. Yeah, man, it's the same thing with like the Pfizer purchasing Biohaven, like that leaves less biofarms out there for the other big pharma companies to acquire, right? Yeah, absolutely. I keep thinking we're gonna we're gonna go high in Q3, Q4, but that's that's a teach sentiment. Timing's perfect. Next month's June. Well, we'll know we'll know if you're credible here very soon. <laughs> Hunt of the week markets are down but there's still opportunities around for this segment we're setting our scopes on a few different stocks or securities put your eye on don't shoot your eye out <laughs> teach you got one for us i do kind of in line with the conversation on the uh, merger and acquisition topic i am a holder of ea sports it's in the game <laughs> That's right. Ticker EA. Everybody knows that sound. Oh, yeah. So EA Sports, I'm sure you heard of them. Gaming developer. They've been making games for, I mean, I'm in my mid-30s. They've been making games since the early, you know, Sega Genesis games. Um, actually, when I was looking into them, believe it or not, two-thirds of their profits come from a lot of, like, live game purchases. So think microtransactions. So they have some big titles like Apex Legends, Battlefield, so Madden. Matt, well, obviously Madden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have in, um, in-game purchases, right? Uh, gun skins and, and different things of that nature. And um, believe it or not, two-thirds of their profits come from that kind of source huge. Yeah. instead of like instead of the actual um, software sales from the games they develop. So I, I, I did think that was interesting. But I bought EA because Microsoft had was had shown interest in Activision. It was and a since, great, great move, by the way. Yeah, and so since EA is uh, one of the top gaming developers, uh, you know, the rumor I'm trying to start is maybe there'll be a buyout. <laughs> Speculation. <laughs> yeah, specu- that's a fingers crossed scenario. But um, I, I, I have uh, been bu- playing EA games all my life, so I'm, I'm a supporter. I'm a gamer. But there is some future growth in the company anyways. They're forecasted to grow at 19.9%. Simply Wall Street shows them at a fair value of $197 per share. They're going for the mid-120s right now. And even if a buyout doesn't ever occur with these guys, uh, one, I just have kind of conviction because, uh, you know, it's video games, man. Who doesn't like video games? We all we like video games. You grew up in video games. It's nostalgic. It's therapeutic. But you get paid a dividend along the way. It's not an impressive dividend. It's about uh, 0.6%, $0.17 cents a share. But, I mean, that's cool. I get, I get paid. To own that stock, I play their games, can't go wrong. Safe to say you are long-term on this? So, yes, I'm, I'm a long-term holder on EA Sports. And if I can get the rumor going that there would be a buyout, then... Oh, we'll start it here. We'll start it here right now. <laughs> How about you, Eric? What you got for us? Mine is also a speculative. This one's more of a lottery ticket uh, for anyone who wants to take a gamble on something and put a little bit in. You're welcome, too. Thanks, man. Now we know. We we have his express permission. (laughs) I'll just call my wife right now and just let her know. uh, Hey, hey, you know, he said we're welcome to. That means that means a go ahead. Yeah, is welcome to the same as yes, babe. (laughs) Hey, man, you guys will be thanking me later, okay? (laughs) Uh, It's AUPH, Arenia Pharmaceuticals. This goes in line with just 
mergers and ac acquisitions essentially. Recently, they did have a buyout rumor with Bristol Myers Squibb. You saw it jump up to $32 per share. That was where my learning experience went. I should have sold and then rebought back in. But I do think that this is co a company that's primed to be purchased. It's a drug company. They have FDA approval for lupus nephritis drug and they have exclusivity for 15 years, which is a little bit longer than normal. So on top of that, they have $418 million of cash on hand. So they are a company- Who doesn't that have that much cash on hand? I mean, come on, right? Well, I don't wanna, I, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything. You don't have to, <laughs> obviously Tej is a little braggadocious about right? his- uh, his dividends. His net worth. His, his, his drip drip's doing real good. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that this company is primed and it is a company that is de-risked because they have an FDA approved drug. And so you could have big biopharm companies really looking to, to extend or expand on their revenue streams. And this would be a good company to look into. Uh, they are also making more money. So each each quarter you're seeing them grow. This past quarter, they made 21.6 million on their net revenue. So stay tuned. It's a lottery ticket. B, you got one for us? Fubo TV. Uh, I'm sure uh, maybe probably like a year or so ago, more people were familiar with it. I know me and Eric discussed it at that time. I'm glad we didn't do anything with it because we would be getting absolutely crushed right now. It's down 90% year to date. We did we talk about this, but that was strictly because I was trying to find ways to stream the football games for <laughs> fantasy football. And, 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 and invest in what you know, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Uh, yeah, no, you know, in all seriousness, like I said, down 90% year to date. But actually, I think that is reason to potentially look at this to follow the theme, to stay true to form as a lottery ticket, per se, in the event that they get scooped up by a bigger company because they are in the streaming services industry, more uh, sports dominant. But as a result, they're also trying to target uh, sports betting as well. Uh, as a different segment so definitely a, a company that could be acquired and their you know their revenue actually uh in just one year has uh you know more than doubled their losses have went down by half as well so their fundamentals are improving the price is not but i think at some point the price will catch up okay all right guys in the week ahead earnings season continues with walmart and home depot <laughs> Boom, bam, boom, bam, boom. <laughs> I bring those two up because uh, we, have, we do have retail sales numbers that are coming out on Tuesday the 17th. And, you know, markets, well, we've been reacting to just about every kind of news. So just be cautious. I do love me some Home Depot. <laughs> In the coming weeks, we do have new segments focused on spotlighting different NFT projects. Stay tuned on our calendar for different release dates. We hope to learn more about your project, your personal stance, providing you a platform to share from. We want to bring the community together. All right, gang, it's hunting time ahead of a new week of opportunities. Thank you for listening to your three bucks and connect with us throughout the week on Twitter at three underscore bucks. Got a suggestion? Tweet us. DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, happy hunting.